Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 86 for the 1st of August, 2008. Hi James, how you doing? I'm not so bad, Ian, and yourself? I'm doing very splendidly today. It's a beautiful sunny day in London. It is indeed. Most, Here we are together on the same couch, chatting about all sorts of great stuff that's going on in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology news. And content delivery, maybe a bit of mobile, but it's a bit thinner than a bit of monkey ball, and uh, gaming news, and maybe some other stuff if we can think of it as we make it up. Fantastic. <laughs> this is couch 86. Woohoo! That's... Uh, it's a lot. It is. So, thank you, listeners, for continuing to listen, and we do love your feedback, not absolutely. just from the guys saying we can overpromote your website. <laughs> Although, <laughs> thanks for that, but you know, no, <laughs> no <okay>. thanks. <laughs> it's the podcast we're interested in. So, do send your feedback or stories if you feel you don't think you can keep up with our rabid speed of new story delivery. I'm sure you can. Just <laughs> drop us a uh, a line about some tip or hint or cool website or feed you've heard about. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you can send it to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com, that would be great. And Ian and I will avidly read your input. So keep it coming. Thanks for that. So, Ian, um, business news. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, UK-based uh, B-Skyby announced their results. Mm-hmm. How um, they do? Lots more subscribers. I think I don't know if it was fiscal, but basically they said they got, um, they got up to just shy of 9 million subscribers now on the netted. Wow. About ninety, I think it's ninety-two thousand net additional during its fourth quarter. Um, oh, which right. they found ninety-two thousand people that did not have Sky yet. Well, it's new ones, isn't it? Rather than, mm. it's I guess it's net additions, including mm. uh, and they got uh, three hundred twenty-one new subscribers for the Sky Plus, which is the DVR service. Wow! So that makes up pretty much um, over thirty percent, and it must be nearly forty percent. Yeah, of the population. But I, I was thinking here, because obviously I wouldn't say it's a recession, that's not the word we're in, but there's an economic downturn. Absolutely. And where does pay television fit into your, not yours, I'm saying metaphorically yours, mm-hmm. you know, when you're thinking about when do you decide to offload certain things? I mean, I'm a bit weird because I don't have pay television. <laughs> <laughs> I have on-demand television where I can pay for it on-demand, but I don't, mm-hmm. I suppose I do with my DVD delivery service. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but still, if you're if you're looking at uh, increased mortgage payments, you have less money yeah, yeah. to play with. More fuel bills, you know, bigger fuel bills, bigger bigger grocery bills. Where do you allocate that money in terms of your priorities? And obviously, everyone needs to eat, and they need uh, shelter. Shelter. Do mm-hmm. you stop renting videos? Maslow's hierarchy <laughs> of stuff. Where, where, where does in Maslow's hierarchy where's where pay TV? Where's pay TV fit? Uh, I think TV's certainly on the list, but I'm sure there must be. People thinking about, okay, I won't take that. But then maybe they're the ones that phone up and say, actually, I don't want any more. Oh, have Sky Plus. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll stay with that. Yeah, maybe it's... Um, uh, well, I, mean, it's it, I think it's at the point where it's actually starting to be hard to be without. Like, it's a major form of communication and, and entertainment. Mm. Well, it's, it's a very cost-effective one as well, because you can just sit at home. You don't have to go out. I mean, taking the family yeah. to the to the cinema or yeah, the movie theatre. we were hearing about last week is yeah. quite expensive these days. Expensive, expensive thing. So, um, I guess they, what they might be having is people churning down. Mm-hmm. Maybe seeing ARPU pressure on ARPU. Yeah. 
the average revenue per user coming down as people maybe churn down to mm-hmm. actually I won't have the premium movies or Do they talk about that particularly they don't which is which is a bit of a clue I yeah. think when they don't talk about well, I think I mean certainly the, if uh, I was you know a big soccer fan which I'm mm-hmm. not but if I was I'd probably just make sure I downgraded from the soccer pack until the league started again and then picked it back yeah, up again picked it back up you know yeah. it's I guess it's saving a little bit here and there I mean if you get your TV through a digital service like Sky yeah and then you disconnect you know it's it's again going to become very hard to do to get it at all for a little while. I mean, most sets aren't digital yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have any... A lot of it is because they've got exclusive content. So you don't yeah. have any choice. If you want to watch it, you have to go back. That's exactly right. But even the practicalities of wanting to watch any television at all, you know, yeah. my... Uh, I think I'd have trouble actually getting hold of any analogue television through my apartment without mm. having Sky connected. So I'm going to have to, you know, go and buy a free view box, especially when analog's been disconnected. There's some rabbit ears up outside. Yeah, like the whole yeah. effort of doing that is going to become quite hard. I so suppose, yeah, I mean, I don't think that is too difficult, but then your average non-geek on the street would say, well, actually, I don't know how to do that. It's all very scary. The nice people from Sky or NTL or Cable Co or whatever, yep, they'll sort me out. Yeah. And I've been in, certainly when I was in Asia years ago, people didn't have running water or electricity. Well, they had electricity. And they would put a satellite dish up and watch TV because it was a... More of wow. a, a social, a social climbing kind of yeah. thing, I suppose. It's, it's getting yeah. your, your foot on that. And also, as you mentioned before, like an educational portal or mm-hmm. finding out what's going on in the wider world. So mm. um, so that was, maybe that was vaguely newsy. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's very interesting. Actually, um, uh, so I guess we're watching, you know, what's, it's one of these betting things. Would you bet on pay TV doing better in an economic downturn or worse? Well, I'm surprised by BCKB's results because I would have thought that would be up there on the list of, I mean... Mm. They they do have some you know sort of inbuilt churn reducer by the fact that you know they're taking money out of your bank account each month. It's mm. it's it, you have to do something active not to do it. Whereas yes. if it's you know video rentals, which is a classic, uh, at least a few years ago, was a you classic just, measure of economic downturn. Because you just don't go to the shop. Yeah, anymore. you go. Yeah. Mm, gee, that's you know another few pounds I don't want to spend, so I won't. Yeah. Mm, very interesting. Okay, um, you've got a story here about Hulu. Possibly expanding beyond the US. What's the word about? Yeah, so, I mean, we've heard uh, a few times about Hulu's internet portal. Uh, so this is NBC and uh, News Corp. Their Hulu.com service, which is an, you know another one of these internet TV portals. And they're looking at uh, an Australian version. Uh, and it's interesting here because I think the few of the, uh, a few of the services in Australia have really kind of struggle to cope with uh, the fact that the, the world is changing, the world of content yeah. delivery is changing. And so they haven't really uh, had any sort of success in getting people onto the internet to watch TV. Uh, right. They're obviously doing iTunes stuff that's very popular in Australia. But this but is to the PC? Yes. Right. Yes. So it looks like, uh, I mean, at the moment we've got 7, 9 and the ABC uh, are all offering programs via the iTunes website, uh, sorry, iTunes store. So it, it's very hard to uh, get anyone to continue to pay for advertising when everyone's just buying, you know, buying the content directly from iTunes, for example. Yes. So yeah. they're looking at Hulu as, a, as an option to kind of extend the service onto the internet and make it easier for people to continue watching and feed them ads, which is what they can't do when they're, who they're doing iTunes. But who owns the... Is it like all the telco? Is it mainly DSL in Australia? No, the vast majority is DSL. And that's yeah. all owned by... Fox, Telstra, Telstra, yeah. <laughs> well, it's all deregulated now. Okay, so there's so, lots of other. So they can't rate shape or do any. No, I hope not, because they're going to struggle. Is it all in Australia? Is it um, flat rate? Internet yeah, access. Speaking, these days, it's it's flat rate. It's fairly cheap. 
but the difficulty with Australia, of course, is that for the people in you know central capital cities, yeah. no problems at all. Uh, for the kind of twenty percent of Australia that's outside Nowhere. of the capital cities, it's all pretty rubbish. So I'd imagine. So yeah, yeah. we're a long way from anywhere. Mm. Okay, so but it just shows that. Is that, I mean, maybe Australia is easier for people to uh, to get into because it's a nice bound, finite market, similar mm. content issues, mm. um, and the ability to pay is there as well. Okay, um, technology news. Um, I'd like to start actually with the this Echo Star announcement, mm. which I'm not sure is if it's uh, technology or not. It's just it was kind of. Um, Echo Star announcing that they're up doing a software upgrade to boxes to enable them to support 1080p mm-hmm. and doing a big thing. Blah, 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 they're calling this Turbo HD, um, and I think this is because there's there's a bit of an HD arms race going on in the US mm-hmm. as to who's got the most channels. Mm-hmm. And I think Echo Stars they've had a, some satellite failures and things, so they're kind of basically saying um, the boxes will now output 1080p, but. I'm sure they're not transmitting in 1080p, so maybe it's just upscaling <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> well, um, um, it's all part of the arms race, really. It just says that we enable the, the boxes to um, display 1080p content, allowing them to maximise the full potential of the 1080p compatible sets. But it could just it be an upgrade. It's a mind. lot of bandwidth to do 1080p. That's why I think they're not doing it. I think so. You actually think they're not broadcasting it, but they're actually feeding it to the TV. Yeah, they're just 1080p enabling or? the drivers in the box to up up sample the 1080p because right, typically so you know 1080i or something like no, that. No, but HDMI, you're going to hook it up to your TV, yeah, and the TV mm-hmm. and the box negotiate the best resolution between yep. them. Yep. And typically, the box will say, you know, "I've only got 720p content here. That's uh, how about that?" <laughs> and he goes, "Okay, 720p it is, but maybe this is actually I can upsample to 1080p. We'll do that then." Right. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Unless they are transmitting in 1080p, if anyone knows, please let us know. Feedback at on the. But it sounds to me that would be great. Like it's just a. Mm, what Both can we do in the arms race here? Buzzword. A bit of, yeah, buzzword yeah. bingo kind of thing for right. the corporate okay. high stakes. So, I mean, there is a lot of high definition content, but what I think was actually quite amusing as well is there's now an hour every week of 3D content available in Japan. There you go. Right. Who needs HD when you've got 3D? <laughs> And why not? Somewhere. Uh, but if you've got 100 megabits yeah. to your home, then you've got to do something with it. So. Exactly. Uh, I think that, I mean, it's got a lot of press. So, uh, Echo Star, good on you for getting out there and trying something new. I mean, once you've gone 1080p, there's nowhere else to go. You know, at the, at moment, the moment, there's Super the HD. Moment. Yeah, but that's uh, some way off. <laughs> it's a, yes, there's like one-off televisions yeah. that do it. We were talking over lunch about, I'm maybe thinking of upgrading my, my home setup to 1080p for my projector, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a matter of whether I could... Uh, the difference <laughs> I'm sure you will um, given that you know you have a home cinema situation with a very big screen yeah I mean if it's a normal TV size thing I'm not convinced that uh, that you can yeah. see much difference I guess my I mean you can't see listeners obviously but my screen is probably the width of that window there behind uh-huh. you in. that's pretty big so 16 by 9 and I sit about this far me a bit closer so. not bad yeah Anyway, you can't obviously hear that, but uh, <laughs> very, very interesting. Um, so the other stuff is Amazon's uh, cloud computing service, S3, apparently last week had... Um, what did S3 do? They provide, typically, I think it's, uh, it's, a, stu- it's a CDN, Content Distribution oh, Network. Okay, so right, if you're right, running right. a website and right. you want to store stuff. repetitive images, right. typically it's images or... Im- um, right. Anything that you need to serve out regularly. So if, if, for instance, you had a homepage with a lot of graphics on it, mm-hmm. you'd want to 
probably put all your graphics onto a content delivery network. Right. So that they can you would just app. serve the metadata and stuff from right. your site and they would serve the, the do the heavy lifting for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they would obviously spread the load depending on where people are. Right. And you wouldn't basically have to build a server farm the size of a planet mm-hmm. to serve your... I mean, I homepages today on the internet are you know, 500k, mm-hmm. of which you know, 499k is flash... Yeah. super foxy download stuff yep. Yep. so you don't really want to serve that because your business is actually not about that yeah, it's, it's about, about the 1k of yeah, metadata the, that you're processing or whatever it, yeah. so that's the stuff you want to build your your mm. home computing node up for so you rely on um, other people to actually host the service and um, S3 Amazon um, has been around I think it's like a couple of years or something mm-hmm. is one of the ones that will help you they're, they're specifically focused I think less on um kind of media so it's not music and right. they don't focus on uh, there's Akamai I know there's one player that does a lot in the mm-hmm. serving of streaming video so all the um, I think a lot of Apple stuff is distributed on Akamai and all yes. the, the movie previews and yep. stuff like that is all and then that works pretty well um, but basically they had a problem where basically it's obviously a redundant cloud of servers that talk to each other and mm-hmm. something went wrong in one of them and the redundancy failover basically had all the servers at once arguing over who was going to fail to who. <laughs> right. And so they weren't actually <laughs> serving anything to anyone else. <laughs> right. Um, so it sounds like it took, took about eight hours for them to get it fixed. Okay. Yeah, so the sysadmins were going, what is going on? You know, I mean, if you're relying on them to serve up the graphics for your yeah, website, oh, yeah. and all of a sudden think, that's um, not working. That's so, I mean, I was listening to a podcast today and they were saying that, you know, if you are designing a website, you should make sure that if your CDN does for some reason go bang, bang or whatever, mm. make sure you, your website doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to have a backup plan mm. and don't assume that everything is always there. Mm. Uh, although, obviously, I mean, I don't know, eight hours is, must be like 99.999 reliability, eight hours in a year. That's kind of... Oh, yeah, they've, they've blown their stats by now, for well, sure. Well, yeah. but I'm sure they don't give any particular guarantees. It might be, you know, three mm. nines might sound like a lot, but that maybe is an eight-hour outage. So, um, Still, it's, uh, it's not good. But I guess, uh, I mean, the, the article that we're looking at is uh, looking at how this idea of cloud computing is coming into our nomenclature now. Yes. And uh, Microsoft is saying uh, that cloud computing, or at least the, the idea of having services available it's somewhere. Software as a service, isn't it? I mean, that's the yeah. thing. So it's like Google does a word processor and a spreadsheet online. Mm-hmm. So you can actually have the software. And obviously, I think Microsoft are a bit tetchy about that because Microsoft Office must be a nice cash cow for them. Absolutely. So I'd rather have everyone paying <laughs> 700 quid each copy pay for that DVD for install every three years mm-hmm. um, rather than just going online so it hasn't kind of happened yet but it was interesting again here that Steve Ballmer at the sort of end of year thing was thanking employees for the efforts in the 2008 um, five areas for F- FY09 one of which was embrace software plus services didn't actually say what the other four were yeah that would be interesting actually he has, does he have a new mission statement every year <laughs> it's I like this year we'll be doing this <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I think the interesting aspect here is that uh, people started to realise that there's a lot of computing power around, lots of storage around, and the the power is in connecting these together and making them available from anywhere. Yeah, uh, and I think the mobile me service from Apple is mm. is kind of the idea of the, <laughs> the sprout core failure, <laughs> <laughs> the cloud that rains a bit maybe. Yeah, um, I mean I still haven't got that working actually. I don't know. All right, I'm not sure. I've tried it with Internet Explorer, Safari, and Firefox. And it's still, it worked doesn't a bit once, but I don't right. know if it's just me. I think I'm enabling certain accounts at a time, but it just doesn't seem to work particularly well at the moment. 
Um, but that's an example of trying to bring up a global service or migrate from one thing to another. Not very easy. No, it's not, it's not trivial at all. But I do like the concept of the fact that your information is presumably securely available from anywhere. So you could have one your content in one place and, <laughs> and have it available on your set-top box or your iPod or your iPhone or yeah. whatever it might be. And it's whether you choose to do it yourself or offload it. I know. I mean, this is a problem, I think, for the social networks, for instance. Mm. And I was listening the other day about um, Facebook and how they manage and aggregate their mm-hmm. network. And they have a yeah. kind of a three-tiered architecture where they have the databases and then they have the cache data. And uh, they have, you know, terabytes of cache of which mm-hmm. they hope to serve 90% of all their queries from the cache right. because the disk-based stuff is too slow. Mm. So they have to manage people going for which data is going to be there and, and moving everything into the cache. And clearly, if they're going to get more and more users, they've got a problem. Mm. So and they, and that's where you can't use a CDN because mm. there is the content is control over understanding. Well, how well I mean, the content is moving is your network, mm. and so that obviously running and operating a social network site has different problems to running and operating a something that is delivering assets to people. Yeah. Simple case, really. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Bizarre. And with more of that in a minute, I suppose we could talk about YouTube in the UK and and some of the weird things that are going on there. Mm-hmm. Um. On the connected front, uh, LG have announced. And what what topic are we on now, Ian? We're in the We're kind in of content, content delivery. delivery. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Netflix, who, as far as I know, in the US they do DVD delivery, but they also do online delivery of content. Mm-hmm. That's they got their own portal. Yep, and they are now with LG launching a kind of Netflix on-demand service built into a Blu-ray disc player, Ooh. which is part of the profile of, uh, I think it's Blu-ray mm. 1.3 compatibility. You have to right. have Ethernet access to the actual well, device. It has to have you know an Ethernet jack or Wi-Fi oh, or wow. something um, to enable the BD Live content to work. So mm-hmm. it's already kind of there, but I guess you've got to look at a problem as, well, someone says to, why would I hook it up mm. until I get the title? And right now I haven't seen many uh, Blu-ray interactive titles. I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone knows of the best interactive Blu-ray title, but I don't. <laughs> I mean, I've yet to, to get one um, that does much. So basically, um, Netflix seems to do deals with anybody. They're not that really bothered. I mean, Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got content streaming to the Xbox 360. Yeah. Since May, they've been doing uh, the same sort of streaming movies to $100 set the box made by Roku Incorporated. Yep. Yeah, so they seem very happy. I think to the do Xbox 360 is coming. To be fair, they've announced it. Oh, right. Okay. Indeed, this one's been announced as well. But I don't think it's actually right. um, in September. It will be announced. So I guess maybe it's all okay. coming on about the same time. So if you're after a Blu-ray player and yeah. you have under five hundred dollars, as long as you're on one of the rental plans from Netflix, then you can. Uh, the picture quality of the streamed movies is comparable to DVD. So it's lower. Okay, so <laughs> comparable, comparable, not as good. <laughs> comparable if you cover one eye and yeah. bend over sideways. But they must be delivering because I mean they could presumably do that on the PlayStation Three. Just any because that is a PlayStation anyway. Three is a connected. Mm. Mm. And if it's just a, a resident app that runs in the the Blu-ray disc profile, yeah. and the service is only available to about twelve thousand titles out of the total library of a hundred thousand DVDs available. Due to restrictions on the mo- by the movie studios, because again, Netflix doesn't yep. have the rights. I guess that's yep. the uh, the technology is already there, but the business models are not. Which Very I think I, I interpret that really as the licensing stuff. Really, yeah. And again, uh, it, it's like we were talking about last week about the uh, uh, when you want to download some music, you don't care which 
Um, yeah, which movie, stu- movie, movie studio, just, which uh, <laughs> music studio is yeah. uh, it owns the artist. Uh, you just want to be able to go somewhere and get your song that you're interested in. And you'll be frustrated if it's not there. Yeah, you don't care which movie studio owns the content. So I guess that's want. where the role of the aggregator becomes more important because mm. an aggregator, by definition, gets lots of things together. So you'll go to the place which has the largest aggregation of content. Yep. It's like the supermarket for media. Which goes to prove why pay TV, at least ignoring decisions about whether you can pay for it or not, mm. isn't going to go away because they've traditionally been great at aggregating content together and making that available in a bundle. Yeah. Hmm, cool. Okay. I'll be... Uh, so, um, other content stuff. Now, I don't know if YouTube counts as content, but uh, <laughs> there is now. This is... um. A uh, complaint here in the UK, mm-hmm. where so obviously the government's had complaints from somebody uh, saying that um, harmful content is available on the internet and in video games, and uh, trying to keep users safe and try and uh, eliminate, um, you know, kitty grooming and porn mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. on the uh, various uh, social media and sites like that. So basically, um, they're trying to say. YouTube should filter better. Right. Um, and, and Google are saying, obviously, your own YouTube is saying, well, actually, you know, 10 hours of material are uploaded uh, every minute of the day. You know, how do we, what <laughs> really? do we do? We have an army of reviewers here. Really? Um, That's an amazing amount of content. A lot of it's kind it? of self-policing. But I was saying mm. earlier on, I was listening to the radio and someone was saying I typed in porn into the search engine and boof, this stuff came up. And some of, and some of it did say this is unsuitable, you need to be over 18 and, and mm-hmm. then it asks mm-hmm. you to log in, but it said, you know, anyone can create log a in, create yeah. login and go yeah. in and say, yes, I'm over 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, uh, well, I think it's like many things in life. There's a, it's a double-edged sword, I suppose. Mm. Um, and I mean, you know, parents a... shouldn't allow their children to wander around brothels if they don't want them to go there. So they, you know, in the same way, yeah. they should be Policing what in they're some way policing doing. what they're yeah. doing on the internet and, and not allowing them unfettered access or if they do they mm-hmm. trust them to do it. I mean I think the difficult thing for YouTube here is that it's the one that everyone knows about but clearly if something gets removed from YouTube then it's just going to be available somewhere else so it's it's very very hard to make one particular yeah, site but you have to find it that's the thing I guess what they're saying is Google I know my nieces and nephews and stuff they go to Google to watch cartoons right they just Go to, to YouTube, sorry, they go to YouTube. Okay, and they can watch the cartoons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Because they're there. <laughs> right. Um, Whereas it's, well, I mean, there's other video sites that are starting to come up now beyond YouTube that have more questionable content, I guess. That, yeah, uh, yeah. Did you have a go on that? I mean, I haven't put it in the notes, but on that, uh, the, the, the cool web uh, search engine? Yeah, I tried cool. Or is it uh, cool? C-U-I-L or C-U-I-L-L. Cool. to be able to search things on it. It come, came up with a kind of... Quite interesting format, the synopsis and title yeah, in a gritty kind of thing. But it didn't come up with anything that I was actually after, and then it, was, <laughs> it took about 30 seconds to load, so... <laughs> didn't really get your vote. Nope. It's like uh, you always try the things, but you always end up back on, uh, back on Google, Google yeah. unfortunately. I'd really like to see something different, because... I mean, the problem with Google just works. It just... Gives you the answer that you want, so very hard to come up with anything better exactly. than that. I guess there are different domains that maybe it doesn't do so well at. Um, hmm. That's true, and there are there are areas where I think different search groups could create hmm. better niches. Like uh, uh, I've been doing some work on some embedded electronic stuff, and when you get some fairly esoteric devices that you want to find out about, and you've got particular part number, 
that that can bring up all sorts of rubbish on Google that doesn't tell you anything about the sort of thing you want to. Yeah, and half yeah. the battle is actually trying to find the right search it's, terms that'll get you the answer. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to unbrick my, my PSP at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an awful lot of stuff about PSP Homebrew, but I just want to unbrick it, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to do any Homebrew. I've just yeah. got a one that's uh, yep. failed software download or whatever. So, um, again, it's sifting through mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Um, so it'd be nice if something helps you with that aspect of it, but again... I'm sure Google will come up with it fairly soon. Well, they've got the resources, I suppose, but if, mm. if they're interested in that niche, just get what you want in is put out a, a call for more people to search for part numbers for embedded <laughs> USB controllers. And then, uh, <laughs> then, and then suddenly they'll say, wow, there's an amazing opportunity here. <laughs> Quick, set up a whole new division. That's right. Um, <clears throat> the but in the meantime... Starts again. <laughs> in the meantime, we've got any, uh, we got any mobile news. Uh, well, you, you had to go on Super Monkey Ball on my iPhone. Oh, I was actually suitably impressed. The guy yeah. thought the graphics were great, and it actually did seem to feel like it was responding to me waving your <laughs> iPhone about. Yeah, it looks great. It looks really good. I'm, I'm impressed with the graphics quality and the animation. It's really uh-huh. good. Uh, we didn't have any sound on it, but... Uh, oh, it sounds pretty good. Okay. Cool. I'll turn it on now, but I don't want to interrupt the recording <laughs> with a beep, 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 beep. So, uh, uh, mobile news... Um, I mean, honest, I mean, I did a bit of a search this morning to try and dig up some mobile news and uh, uh, and uh, did some uh, specific on mobile TV, I guess, which yeah. is where we do try and focus. And there's, I mean, there was a, a Dutch trial starting in June, but over the last three months, it's been really quiet. It's the all whole been iPhone, TV. iPhone, yeah, iPhone, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I haven't seen, I mentioned someone came up with a proxy app for an f- iPhone so you could use it as a, as a sharing the broadband from your phone to your computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen very many off-the-wall apps, but uh, yeah, I know I have some buddies I know have got some um, if, uh, iPhone 3Gs, loving it. Mm-hmm. So uh, It's all pretty quiet. Yeah, the world new software that. update coming out, but yeah, mobile, No one, everyone's waiting for the iPhone betas to come out, and uh, mm-hmm. not betas, but you know, betas as in better. Right, one that beats <laughs> the iPhone, right. Um, so we'll mm. wait and see about that. Um Gaming world, well, the big news is I've got the feet for my Wii balance board, so I can play it on my deep shag carpet. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but I haven't stood on it yet. Maybe at the weekend. I've been going for a... I've been taking up a uh, bit of an exercise program, so when I do get on it, it doesn't say, you are so fat, one at a time, please. <laughs> so you're um, anticipating the... Those of you who haven't heard before, I got a Wii Fit balance board, but the carpet in my sort of room where I do Wii fitting is really deep. It's like probably, I don't know, an inch deep. So the f- it basically it bottoms out. It's like a fat Garfield where its legs don't hit the bottom. So it thinks I'm really light. Um, so I'm, I'm afraid oh, I'm gonna... I want to hear what you bet your Wii Fit age next week, James. Yeah, it was it was looking very good beforehand. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it's your pile carpet. I think it's your Wii Fat age. I think that's the uh, that's the thing. No, I'm um, sure you'll do fine. So yeah, I'm looking forward to a bit of Wii Fat. And we did see we just popped into a shop just now and we saw that uh, while the Wii Fit balance board is not available in the UK. Still, certainly in this high street we went into, the um, Mario Kart had a couple of copies, didn't they? Yay, finally. Or allegedly. So seems to be allegedly back yeah. in stock, so. <laughs> That's good. That's great. Um, but Sony has started recruiting beta or beta testers for PS3 Home. Now, I, yeah. I don't know if you just get the tap on the shoulder and they say, hey, would you like to do it? You have to register for it? Well, well, they're 10,000 users, so presumably someone's signed up for it. That's amazing. I know, from today to August 11th, so... Like maybe then there's that email in my inbox to have a look at it, but uh, I, I don't know. It says they will contact you, I suppose. Um, okay, it can includes a game venue developed in collaboration with Namco, where you're able to play Pac-Man, Galaga, and Dig Dug. 
like yeah, it. Well, I mean, if you ask me, if I'm just looking at the show notes here, we've got some pictures, and if you mm. haven't seen the show notes, do take a look. Is this the games area? There's just three arcade machines <laughs> in the corner it. of this virtual room. Yep. So I guess you go over and you just um, play. Yeah, stand in front of the console and uh, right and play the game. Lots of uh, some dude with a walk-in closet grabbing clothes to make you look. Like well, I guess it's like you can dress up and stuff. That's pretty much. I mean, it's like we expected, like with Second Life, but but better graphics. The, <laughs> yeah, better graphics. I think the theory behind it all is that uh, it allows you to kind of virtually meet with your friends. Decide you want to play a yeah. particular game or other game, and then go off and do it. I think, and importantly, there's a theatre to watch videos and trailers again. Oh, so you can within the world. There's a way of presumably okay. micro payments for playing Dig Dug Gallagher, mm-hmm. and also you can go in and watch movies there as well. Because I would imagine right. you'd go and place your character in front of a right theatre, yeah. and then you'd watch it, and it would presumably you'd have the option to go full screen to watch streaming video. Cool. So you could go oh, into the Netflix. Great. As long as it's easy. Or you go into the Netflix store. Yeah. Uh, for instance. I mean, when you, you sit down do and watch a DVD, you don't want to have to kind of wander through the virtual world and walk somewhere before you finally get to the well, It's hard enough to bloody connect it all up. I <laughs> so, which one do I press now? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, exactly. that's, this is very true. So um, That's cool. If, uh, if you've got any I mean, beta feedback news Yeah, I haven't even, I'm sure Second Life, I haven't been there for ages. Have you no. been in Second Life? I've been in Second Life for a long, long time. I've been too busy in my first life. Yeah, exactly. I've got a life. <laughs> but the home thing, yeah, I'm not sure why you go in there. Well, the idea is to try and meet up with your friends and chat with them and see what you want to games you want to play together. And have you noticed they're all wearing T-shirts with like a home icon on? Uh, no. Or the home avatars? Maybe that's you know the default T-shirt. Must be the default T-shirt. Or they're advertising themselves within the within their own product. That's getting freaky. <laughs> anyway, so that uh, brings us to PS3 Home. I'd love to hear anyone from anyone that actually has played that. That would be great. And uh, I think that about wraps us up for this week. Yeah, I haven't bought any gadgets. You got any gadgets? Anything? No, new? serious lack of gadgets. Although, uh, heading over to Hong Kong in a few weeks' time, catch up with a mate of mine. So, hopefully, there'll be some funky gadgets there to have a play with. Funky combo, wacky things. Right? Excellent. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. This time, episode 86. And now, we look forward to seeing you in A7. Seven. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, have a great week. Yep, have a great week. Goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Bye.